Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Tiffany Fites. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. All right. Well, first of all, kudos to Tiffany. It was the first time she did the intro. So good. So good. Way to go, girl. You nailed it. (laughs) No. Well, two tries. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's really good. That is really good. It's Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Well, hi, everyone. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite books. And um, you guys need to remember that leaders are readers. If you guys aren't reading books, then you should definitely, or listening to books. Some of you are audible listeners. Um, you really need to make that a part of your daily habits. Uh, I, I would argue that the best ROI you can get is probably from a book, right? Think so about true. it. What do they cost? 15, 20 bucks uh, for a book, sometimes $25. And even if you just get one nugget that changes your life, uh, just incredibly incredible ROI. So I think the average American reads what? 12 bucks a year or something like that. Um, I bet it's a lot less than that. Yeah. Can't remember what the data is, but um, half of Americans read four or less. Yeah. So the average adult American, I don't know what average adult American means, but half read four books or less a year, which is not much. It's one a quarter. So what do you, what do you guys read? What what I love about uh, books is that you can read different kinds of books, right? And they have a different, they have an impact on you. Um, I was talking to my husband about this uh, last night because our, uh, the school that our girls go to, um, they learn Latin and they learn, they do a lot of reading on um, different stories and uh, mythology and all that goes into that. And I'm not huge into that personally. And I always ask my husband, why are they doing this? And um, this isn't going to impact them. They need to read business and leadership books, or they need to learn about business and leadership. And George said, I've learned the most about people from the books I've read, from the fictional books I've read. You can Mm -hmm. learn about um, people manipulating. You can learn about um, how, how, someone can impact their life in terms of who they surround themselves with. And so the books tell the story that you can really learn from. And so I think there's different books that you can read, different kinds of books that can impact your life in a big way. I know, Tiffany, you're a big fictional reader and learn a lot from fictional books. Um, I, I, I read a lot of business and leadership books, but every kind of book that you can read, you can glean from and learn from it. Yeah, what I love about books is you don't have to go have the experience that the author had or the characters had. You can learn from everybody's experience, whether they're fictional characters or they're the people who went and paid tens of thousands of dollars to learn the stuff that's in these books that you pay 20 bucks and spend a few hours of your time and you get to understand their perspective. So it basically like shortcuts your learning curve. You don't have to go have these experiences. You can learn from other people's experiences. So good. I love that. Or you can listen to our podcast and share your podcast, share our podcast with your friends. It's another way to shortcut your learning. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So do you guys have habits around reading? I'm just curious. Do you like read in the morning? Do you read at night? What do you, what do you do? So I'm a listener. um, And so I, I take in a lot through listening. And so I have a book on when I get ready every morning. Um, I'm listening to a book and then 
Uh, it does take me a little bit longer because I like take my notes on my phone. So every book I do, I take notes on my phone. Um, and then on the way to the office and then on the way home, a lot of times I use podcasts or books to sort of like decompress on my way home. Yeah. What about you guys? I can't listen to business books because I my my creativity starts going and then I realize, mm. oh, I didn't I didn't listen to a thing that was just said because I just had these eight ideas. So I have to read physically the business books and underline and highlight so that I stay focused and pay attention to the books. Um, with the fiction, I can listen to those. So I always listen to books on the airplane. Um, I actually joined a book club in my neighborhood to have accountability to read fiction because Ooh. I had made myself... All I was reading was business books, and I realized I was missing the EQ uh, learning that comes from reading fiction, plus the joy. I love I love books. So oh yeah. Um, so I read those at night and on the weekends, and then I sit I sit and read my business books so that I can highlight and stay focused and have a little notepad beside me of all my ideas that I can get out while I'm reading. Smart. I love that. I love that. Well, I tend to read, well, I read in the morning and the night and I don't, my, you know, my kids aren't little anymore, so I don't have the frenzy, frenzied, you know, early morning routine that you have when you have little kids. So I'm kind of just, while you guys are packing lunches and stuff like that, I'm just sitting You're just leisurely couch. reading. I literally am. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. You guys, <laughs> those of you with little kids, you'll get there someday. Trust me. Trust me. Hang in there. Yeah, helping them um, helping them get ready for their tests the next day, like last night, learning all of the yeah. Greek gods and goddesses, getting ready for the test. That was our yeah. so that's what I read last night. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, yeah, Wendy. I love yeah, it's so different. Yeah. So what are you guys what are you guys reading right now? Um, I one dense, dense book that I just read, but I found so fascinating is called The Righteous Mind by uh, Jonathan Haidt which is H-A-I-D-T, height. Um, and it is about how our minds, we think we're making logical choices, but in reality, we're making, our brain is literally processing information through the filters that we already have for us to make the decision that we already wanted to make. Um, and so I think it's fascinating to learn about yourself, but also it kind of talks about how you can help other people make the decision you want them to make by activating that that parts of their brain that like loyalty and ha care harm and like how how you can help people make mm. the decision that you want them to mm. make. It um, doesn't sound like help. It sounds like manipulation. Sounds like manipulation. It sounds like FBI. Uh, yeah, it sounds like FBI stuff. But it talks, like the subtitle is why good people are divided by politics and religion. So it's like, mm. why are we all good mm. human beings that believe such different things? And how is that dividing us? And why are we divided by that? And so it, it's just, it's fascinating. It is a tech, I mean, it feels like a textbook. It's very, very mm. dense. You are not going to just blow through this on an airplane, but it's so fascinating. Mm. I love that. And I do, and I, just a comment on my little joke about manipulation. Manipulation is a way of influence. If And if it's leading them to something good in terms of their goals, then that's always good. So um, I think it has a negative connotation, obviously, but it's a, it's a form of influence. So I love that. That's awesome. I'm reading um, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. 
And um, it has been super fascinating to read because um, I, I picked it up just because we're at this cr- sort of critical time in um, the company of Empower Home in terms of going from smaller business, smaller minded thinking, the founders that came from the front lines of, of real estate to now, you know, 340 uh, plus team members. And so I've wanted to operate as if like what got us here is going to get us there. And I'm, I'm very sort of set in my ways. And so I, I was clashing with a lot of the leadership team on just like, like, no, we know the right way to do it, you know, because this is what got us here. And then reading this book has been very eye-opening to me because, um, you know, it, it, it has to be different depending on the phase that you're in. It, it makes me think of um, when we talked about uh, the episode where we talked about the six personal perspectives and E to P. So from entrepreneurial to purposeful and how you continue to hit ceilings. So mm-hmm. um, what got you to this ceiling is not going to get you breaking through that ceiling. And so you have to look at things differently. You have to lead different. Um, the, you know, when you're leading a company of 300 people, everything you say is nitpicked. Um, not everyone knows your heart in the company. And so you can say something that um, when you were smaller, they heard it different than when you're bigger, when you're bigger. And so like just the lessons that I'm learning from that book are really, really important for me right now. And so I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. What do you think you, what do you think you need to do different? I'm just curious what's going through your head. Um, The biggest thing is the way I communicate. um, And just instead of, my fix for that hasn't been me changing my communication. My fix has been, I need all 300 people to know my heart. Well, that's not possible. Mm. Like I can't go to lunch with all 300 people like one-on-one and get to know them and get to <laughs> you know, could, you know, but it would only be once a year. Right? Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> and how much nothing are, else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's more of me realizing that I'm the problem. I'm the one that needs to change and how I need to think through how this could be heard from someone that doesn't know me, that doesn't know my intention and heart. And so it's more like I'm, I'm more of a communicating on the fly type of person. And so I'm now being more intentional about how I mm-hmm. say things when I say it, the timing of it. Uh, and so it's been, it's been a big learning lesson for me because I, I actually hurt some of the team this year. They, they were vocal with that, about that with the way I've said things and that had never happened before. And so it's been a big learning lesson for me this year on just changing the way that I say things and making sure I'm thinking through how it could be heard. So, Well, and I imagine, especially, you know, when we're in a season like we are now in the real estate industry, when it doesn't feel that exciting and we're not yeah. growing and, and things are just a little bit more tough yeah. around the office. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. it's our job as leaders to like, they're, they're going to reflect our stress and the way that we, the way that we talk and the team was. Um, and so, I mean, I was sharing with these guys last year, we did, um, 34 million in revenue, but right now we're down 3.25 million in revenue compared to the same time last year. And so the tent, the stress at Empower Home is high. We're still taking more market share. So we're winning in terms of a market share standpoint, but because less people are moving, it's still impacting revenue in a significant way. So of course, like as the leader, I need to be better and more careful about how I say things and understanding the, what they're feeling um, and doing a, being more intentional about it versus um, 
just me, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. That's a big shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big yeah. shift. What are you reading? What, are you well, reading Wendy? what am I reading? Uh, well, I'm reading, so I always read a, what I think is a nice mix of business books, self-help, uh, finance, investing and fiction. And I would say probably my favorite book that Tiffany recommended to me uh, is a book called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. I always know how much I retained and enjoyed a book by how how much I'm sharing it, how many, because mm. I'm, I'm just naturally like always sharing things. And so if I'm sharing a book a lot, I know it probably had a big impact on me. And this book is very kind of turns investing, the idea around investing on its head and really says, you know what, you should, you should, you should start spending your money so that you end up with nothing, which is very different than I've been taught than I thought we were supposed to do. And it has some really, it has some really great points. And Tiffany, feel free to chime in because I know you've read it too, but uh, it talks a lot about experiences. Um, and it actually made me feel great because in my 20s, I had a lot of experiences. And, you know, I, I traveled around the world two times. I lived in New York City um, and then moved to Austin when I was in my late 20s. And I always felt sort of like, oh, I got a late start and I messed around with my career and I didn't get started with investing and I had kids kind of late and all of that kind of stuff. And so this book validated my choices, which is probably why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the um, book I read will tell you why. <laughs> yes, yes. And but it but it, but it, what it what it said was is that in your twenties, you you can have experiences for so little money, okay? Because because you are like when I traveled around the world, I traveled around the world for a year and a half with my backpack, and I estimate that I spent about six dollars a day when I was in Egypt. I was there for a couple months. Wow. I spent so little money. You know, I'd wait in line. I'd get my pita bread for five cents or whatever. And um, like, I wouldn't do that today. You know, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure I stayed in literally the worst hotels. So. Yeah. They, um, it talks about like your cost of joy uh, gets higher and higher and higher. So yeah, you may have mm. more money, but it's going to cost you so much more money. And I know we saw kind of that same thing in our life when we were young and before we had kids, we spent $10,000 and we traveled across Europe for six weeks. We slept on people's floors. We did something called couch surfing and we had the best time. And then like five years ago, to have a joy level with $10,000, that's only gonna get me a week at Disney with my kids and family and, and like a bed that's comfortable and what, what brings me joy now. So sure. I got six weeks of joy when I was 25 for $10,000. And now I get one week of joy for $10,000. And so invest your money into your joy and experiences when you're younger. Because if you wait until you're 70 to start spending your money, you may not even be able to do the things that you wanted to do before. Um, much less, you'll have to spend so much more money to be comfortable. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. the antithesis well, and of all yeah, investing and books. This is so yeah. um, fascinating to me, listening to my most frugal friends, my two most frugal friends talk about this uh, book. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> so, I'm like, wait, are we spending more now, guys? Or what? What? What are, have been the action items from the book? 
Well, so they talk about in there, uh, first of all, your experiences are going to pay you valuable memory dividends. They talk about when you're mm. older, uh, what you remember is your memory is, is you go back to the experiences that you had. And so creating experiences for yourself and your family is something that's completely invaluable and you will never, ever regret doing that. Um, and then they talk a lot about, you know, Dying with zero doesn't mean spending your children's inheritance. I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm saving money for my children. And they had a really good example of uh, someone whose parents died when they were in their 40s, their late 40s, I think it was. And their parents gave them a good deal of money. And at that point in their life, they didn't really need that money anymore. Mm. They could have used it in their 20s to buy a house or to pay mm. for a uh, wedding or... So, you know, really what they're saying is like, you want to give your kids money, whatever you feel is important to you along the way, but don't necessarily wait until... Like if I if I live to be 100, my kids are going to be 70 years old before they get, you know, any money from me if they wait till I die. So why don't you give them, you know, things along the way? Yeah, that was yeah, impactful that. to me. And I would say this is not like the first financial book you should read. However, no. once you've got a very good firm footing in wealth building and that sort of thing, it helps you kind of reframe and decide for yourself what's really most important to me. There's my frugal yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and I think it, it is for people who are, you know, kind of going down this road of financial freedom and you've already yeah. have considerable assets and things like that. So it's, it's not... You know, he 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 is very practical in the way he writes the book where he does say things like that. And he also Good. says like, hey, this book isn't for everyone. This book is for people who are basically Tiffany and I were like, this book is written for us, you know, people who, you know, because I think I I said this on a podcast not that long ago. Jay was saying something like, oh, I need a new Kindle. It don't, my Kindle only works when it's plugged in. And this is somebody who reads like 50 books a year. Yeah. I'm like, we'll just plug it in. Like, it's fine. He's right. like, no, he's like, babe, no. Like, I like to have my Kindle on the airplane and this and that, I need a new Kindle. And here I am, you know, I'm like trying to give him a hard time about $40 or $50 or however, however a new, how much a new Kindle is. So it's like that kind of thing, you know, like that should just be like, oh, of course, buy a new Kindle because you will enjoy it so much, you know. That brings him joy. His Kindle brings, that brings him joy. joy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I've got a couple that. more books that yeah. I would recommend. Um, one is uh, going to go completely in a different direction. Uh, uh, it's actually little essays. They're really funny. It's basically like hmm. a comedy. Uh, it's called oh. It Was an Ugly Couch Anyway by Elizabeth Passarella. And she lives in New York and is a, is a writer, obviously, but she's in the middle of renovating an apartment in New York and buying an apartment in New York. And it's just hysterical. It's a hysterical, short little essays that you can read really, really quickly and digest really quickly. Um, and then the other thing that I'm actually reading with my kids is a John Acuff book called, um, what is it? Uh, Your New Playlist. Um, mm -hmm. And he wrote a book for adults called Your um, Soundtracks. Soundtracks. And this mm -hmm. is the book he wrote with his uh high school age daughters for kids. And it's about what do you say to yourself in your head and really becoming aware of that and how you edit the things that you say to yourself. So it's like a mindset book mm. that's super powerful. 
Um, so I would recommend both of those, but I'm reading this one with my kids who are not in high school. They're 11 and 13. Um, but we're already starting to change our language in our home about like, what, what is you, what's your soundtrack? What do you hear right now? And learning to edit those together, which is super fun. Tiffany, I love spending time with your boys, by the way, at our Aww, Empire you. Circle event in the Grand Canyon. I just, they're both turning into such, they're just at such a fun age. You know, they're like, were they 12 and 13? Yeah, 11 and 13, yeah. 11 and 13, yeah. And they're just so smart and interesting, but like they're, they still wanted to be like right in the thick of it and be engaged and answer my questions. And they're just, I don't know. I just well, love, it's always I love, fun. I love when other adults engage with my kids, like invest time into having mm -hmm. a conversation because that's what makes them able to have more conversations and when yeah. people really engage and ask questions. So yeah. I appreciated yeah. that. Sorry, we digress. Yeah. Um, another great book that I read recently is, it's called The Mountain Is You. It's uh, subtitled Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Mm. And if you've ever read a book and it's called, it was by Brianna Wiest. And if you've ever read The Big Leap, it's sort of like that where in The Big Leap, they talk about, um, what did we teach? It's, it's, uh, what are we, limiting, sorry. but not the, uh, limiting beliefs, not yeah, limiting beliefs, the, but um, no, no, the upper, limit, upper limit, upper limit, upper limit. Yeah, upper upper limit. limit. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, so sort of like that, but very, very, very beautifully written, well-written. Mm. Um, I highlighted many, 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 many pack, uh, passages. Um, and so, yeah, definitely want to pick that one up because just an easy, easy read. And it gives you really good ideas for how to, you know, change your, like you're talking about your sort of self-sabotaging self self-talk into self-mastery. So. That's so good. I want to, I wrote that down. I'm going to read that one. Yeah, um, I've been, I have been in my dad, I'm about to make my dad so proud. So I know my dad listens every Monday to the Empire Building Podcast. So, um, <laughs> no, but, so we, I had the opportunity to interview um, Mo Anderson a few months ago and uh, she's a leader I, I really respect. And she talked about the, the power of telling stories and um, telling stories around your values. And my dad, uh, watched the interview, um, on, a, on a way him and him, my mom were going on a trip. And so they, they watched it together. And so when I, uh, connected with him, he goes, um, you should really study Jesus. And I was like, why well, I, I do. <laughs> he goes, no, with <laughs> with, he said with storytelling, um, what Mo described is how, um, the new Testament, um, stories of Jesus, he actually speaks in stories, parables is what they call them in the Bible, but um, they're stories. And so I've been studying the way that he presented um, stories and I've been um, implementing it. And uh, I just did a class where I implemented the things that I picked up um, on storytelling. And uh, I got lots of feedback that it was really impactful and that people remembered it a week later, which is the point of telling a story. Uh, and so that's been, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pastor's kid. So I'm making my dad really proud right now, but uh, learning, learning from the Bible uh, in the new Testament in terms of how to tell a good story. So it's fun. That. fun. That okay. That. We didn't hit any fiction. I've oh, got a fiction mm. book I'm reading. Does anybody tell else us. have a fiction I've book? I've got a good one. Yeah. I, okay. I just finished a good one. 
So I uh, am almost done with Homegoing, uh, which mm-hmm. is by Ya Gyasi. And it, it basically tells the story of two uh, people on the Gold Coast of Africa who go in two different directions. One mm-hmm. of them marries a white man and gets and moves to America. And the other one is uh, traded into slavery. And oh. it tells generations of this just tragedy. And it just gives you such a perspective of, you know, race and, um, you know, what what that looks like and feels like and how one mm. little choice makes such, like running right and running left. And, you know, just like, mm. it's wow. it's super powerful. So I highly recommend uh, home going. Mm. Wow. Sounds good. Uh, well, I have one fiction. Um, I just finished it. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Oh, I want to read that. Oh, it's, you'll like Unless it. Unless you tell it's, me it's bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I loved it. It's by Gabrielle Zevin. And it is, it's kind of a, it's a little bit for Gen Xers, I guess, who uh, kind of grew up in the 80s and who were maybe computer nerds. But it's a really good story nonetheless. And um, it's it's just a really sweet story about a relationship. And it, it is actually a lot about introverts. You know, I'm always fascinated because I live with three introverts. So it's like insight into introversion a little bit. And um, it's just, I would highly recommend it. It's just a great storyline. And it made me nostalgia, n- nostalgic for you know, all those computer games that I played in the eighties. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Oregon Trail. You remember that old game? Oh yeah. Game? I played that at yeah. school. Yeah. 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 Sarah's so too young. Oh, look, Sarah's oh. too young. No, I <laughs> had, um, I had the duck <laughs> shooting game. Duck hunt? Is that duck hunt? And then that also the- Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. But this is, okay. Oregon Trail is like- ASCII text. It's like colon, backslash, backslash. It's a, oh. a DOS. It's a DOS game. It's a DOS oh, no, I game. Uh, I missed that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's like legit the first. Yeah. Yeah. You, your first game was probably on a. No, Mar- it was Mar- on the Nintendo, Mario I Kart. guess. It was probably Nintendo. What was, yeah. What was that game's, so in Carmen Sandiego? Wait. Oh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? I think that yeah. might've been my first like computer game. Um, Now that we're talking about that, but yeah. Yeah. No. It was well. I did a lot of Super Nintendo. A lot of you out there are going like, "Oh, Oregon Trail," which every literally that game, everybody dies. It's super hard to win. Do you remember like all the buffalo always die? Well, hello. We were just in the West. You you see why everybody dies? There's no water. There's no way to grow plants. Nothing. Of course they die. (laughs) Hundred percent. Okay. Well, Oregon Trail is only a small part of this book. I'm making it sound like it's a big part, but it's any anyway. It's a really sweet, really sweet, sweet story. So. Yeah. Uh, so guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode on our favorite books. We always like to check in with you. And if you have favorite books, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. So please always uh, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. That's usually the best place to reach out to me and continue to go out there and build a big business and even bigger life. Bye guys. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.